Welcome to another episode of Just One Drink. I'm your host, Nick Jerry. we got a good one in store for you, as always. Uh, check us out, jodpodcast.com or on all the social medias. Uh, you know what to do. Uh, sit back, enjoy, have a drink if you want, and check out episode four of Just One Drink. I was going through my Twitter just now, and it's literally nothing but pretty anodyne political stuff. That's not going to get me in trouble. Well, sort of like what Tark was talking about is is there used to be this thing in bartending, you know, and it's probably still a cliche, but like there's certain topics you don't talk about at a bar, and that's like yeah. religion, orientation, and politics, and that has completely gone away. In oh God the way that we communicate like every the fact that people openly uh share and ask who you voted who they voted for like to me it's like wasn't that a private thing for the most part like where it was kind of a you know it's all meant to be very like okay i'm gonna cast my vote for my candidate this secret booth with the curtain and now everybody is just like it's all in the open do you you remember that chris rock bit about that though no He's like, he has this whole bit from one of his early, one of his 90s stand-ups where he's like, white people really give a shit about keeping that secret. They'll like come up to you and they're working and they're like, so I was fucking my wife in, my, in her ass last night and all of a sudden, you know, and then they ask you to vote for like, whoa, whoa, buddy, that's, <laughs> that's a little, personal. that's personal. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't hear that. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, you're right. Like, and it, I don't see it getting better. I, I don't know how it could. Social it's, media the, it's so and, funny how like politicians too, they talk about, they acknowledge the divide. They acknowledge how it's bad. They acknowledge on both sides of the party, on both parties, right? They acknowledge how shitty it is, how divisive it is. And yet, you know, in order to do anything in politics, you have to play the game and there's no yeah. way to escape. It's like an infinity insanity loop that nobody wants to escape, but everybody acknowledges they're crazy. And it's crazy because like, Joe Biden even had a specific strategy. It's Twitter is not real life because there's like a certain segment of the political operative class, journalist operative class. that's like obsessed with Twitter, but it's just not reflected in how people live their lives. And so people get caught up like Kamala Harris took a fucking face plant when she started running because she cared about all the stupid Twitter shit. Like one of her big things early on was like ban Trump from Twitter. It's like no one fucking cares about that. Yeah. Like in the real in world, real life, like, no one cares. Yeah, but on, really, Twitter, on Twitter, on Twitter, it's a big hashtags deal. associated with that with that yeah. statement. And there, you know, there's a lot of noise there for sure. What's so crazy? Hard, is- yeah, that's a good point, Anthony, because it's hard to gauge. It's hard to gauge how the reality of the situation yeah. with a Twitter with a tw- with like a Twitter trend, right? It's so oh my God. hard because it's not. It, yeah. Have you ever looked reality. at? Yeah, when something's trending, uh, have you ever? like actually paid attention to the number of tweets that have, it's like 1200. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And you're like, (laughs) Oh really? Or, and then uh, they'll also do a thing. This is more of a fake newsy thing. But uh, when you read articles that are like, you know, controversial, blah, 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 like Rick and Morty fans up in arms over comfort, controversial uh, episode. And then you go to those articles and all it is, is them showing tweets and it's people's like, not the kind of benign reactions yeah. And then you go to another website with the same like story and it's the same tweets. And you're like, okay, so six people on Twitter were upset and wow. all of these yeah, news outlets felt it was and appropriate. So Twitter will amplify it like that, huh? But then I'm saying then the news reports on it, right. the news, like these internet news sites, not CNN or Fox or anything, but like that's still how information gets spread around. And so then people start going, oh, Rick and Morty did a 9-11 joke. We need to boycott Rick and... It's like, yeah, yeah it's well, people. And then there's... Uh, the I think the wrench that gets thrown into the spoke with all of that shit is the fact that bot farms exist and they're so prevalent. Like, I could show you about a million different websites where you can pay X amount of dollars to get Y amount of retweets and likes. Like, bot farms are a thing. They're huge. And they're sure. massively profitable. So I could just be like, hey, you see this Nick Jerry guy? Here's $10,000. I want him to have 20,000 followers and 10,000 likes. And do it now. And it's done. 
And the way that that works too, once you amplify something on Twitter, then it goes to like what you're saying, Nick, where other news agencies will pick it up and be like, oh, look at this, look at this trend. Meanwhile, it's not a natural trend. It's something that's manipulated by people and bots. And this whole fake news thing, man, it's like, it's not just the Russians doing it, but it's such a shit show and it's so hard to fight. Like, like uh, mitigating bots is such a hard task to do. So I'm just glad I don't have to solve that problem. I want to do a segment on this show called, and it's specifically for Tarek, and it's called, What is going to kill us this week? Hmm. <laughs> it's just, what in your world, in the, in the cyber world, yeah, because there's bad so much on. we don't know. And obviously you do, but us idiots. Well, even <laughs> then, dude, there's so much that I don't know either. There's so much cloak and dagger going on that you have to like infer intent so many times with like a lot of cyber attacks, man. And it goes, mm. it's very espionage and very cloak and daggery. And there's a lot of misinformation too. So the water's pretty fucking muddied in my world too. You just have to like look at like adversaries and you have to look at their intents and their motivations and you have to like infer stuff right and it's uh it's kind of a shit show like a lot of it like i do a lot with russian cybercrime personally and it's uh who's the top crazy three stuff, man who's the top three like the the most uh the ones we should be looking out for the most for like just cyber countries. threats in general countries oh countries oh yeah. dude so the like number one is still russia Russia, and then maybe number two would be China. Those China. two, like, you, those get a lot of traction in the news for legitimate reasons. Like, they are legitimately... And then I would say number three is America, like the NSA. Oh. Like, number three, <laughs> like, uh, the, right. the other one that we need to look out for as Americans is our own fucking government. Like, that's <laughs> it's bad as it is. Damn, that's right? grim. It's the reality. Yeah. Like, look at the Patriot Act, man. Like, just because the people were made aware of, like, what happened with the Patriot Act and the, uh, you know, national, international wiretapping going on of American and non-American citizens, they didn't turn that shit off. They weren't like, oh, no, you found out. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... Nope. They're like, fucking, let's build more data centers. Keep giving yeah. me your data. I know. And, That's kind uh, of the way things... Like, nothing that gets exposed ever feels like it... Like, anything comes out of it, Right. It's right. just, we hear about it, we yell about it, we argue about it, we hate each other over it, and it still goes on and on and on. I gotta say, the Snowden incident really turned me from being extremely pro-government to more, I don't trust the government, and I'm more in favor of private industry now, because the private industry took a look at what the NSA did with its wiretaps. They're like, especially like Google and all these companies, they're like, you know what, that's pretty fucked up. We're gonna go ahead and implement encryption. And uh, make sure the government can't do this. We're going to make encryption so strong that the government can't crack it and steal your data. And that's now this world that we live in where the government's like, hey, we want to backdoor all of these uh, pieces yeah. of encryption so that we can read your data, uh, but the bad guys can't. And it's such a false, it's such bullshit. Yeah, I remember, um, you know, Tim Cook, that whole thing with Apple. And I was, yeah. I was proud to, you know, see a major corporation executive or CEO be like, nah, government keep out. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Cause like, where do you draw the line? Like the, if the American government asks for backdoor access, you better fucking believe China is and India and Russia and wow. all these other places where Apple does business. And then, and then, then other companies follow suit. I think that's one thing that I, that I like about Apple is they recognize they're a leader in a lot of things. And, like if you like them or hate them, you got to acknowledge whatever they do, other companies follow. So if they did something like that, other companies would, and then it'd be a privacy loss. We live in more of a 1984 world than we want. The end. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Juice has been Welcome to on just one drink with Nick. And that's great, man. And friends. Yeah. And friends. <laughs> <laughs> and and companions that's the type of shit that i'm so fucking curious about and it's a world that i get very overwhelmed by um yeah. if i ever ever try to understand like cyber world even cryptocurrency and i am not ready to discuss that on this podcast but i have i'm so in the dark when it comes to just even like how that shit works or what's hot right now so you know what's funny man? most people in the industry don't blockchain. even fucking know it either Everyone's kind of bullshitting. Is that okay? I I will ask uh, on uh, for the general public uh, on their behalf. Is is it something that people really should 
Like, honestly, like we should be learning about this because it's going to be like the new, no, no nothing. No. And the, but the only reason why I say no, it's good to understand like what cryptocurrency generally is, right? Which is, you know, it's, it's, it's its own unique currency, but I think Anthony's already had this thought too. And I want to hear Anthony's thoughts too, but it, it's not really backed by anything, right? Like this is, this is a form of currency with no backing behind it. So you do have to take it with a grain of salt. It is legitimized, right? And the way that it's slowly being rolled out is we don't need to necessarily know about it because other companies on our behalf will do all the heavy lifting. Like here's a good example, PayPal. You can open up the PayPal app right now and buy Bitcoin with two clicks of your finger, right? You don't need to understand how the blockchain works. You don't need to understand how blockchain ledgers work, how we, you know, Bitcoin, you know, uh, cracking hashes or mining hashes. You don't need to worry about any of that shit. So, you know, that's kind of like the current state of it. Like, we don't really need to intimately know it because all companies are going to make it easy for us if they really the want to mass adopt it. Yeah. Isn't the U.S. dollar not backed by anything real either anymore? Like, I thought. Well, it's backed by the full faith. In, well, I shouldn't say full faith and credit. That's the wrong buzzword. But it's backed by the United States government. So as long as the government func- right. functions, then the dollar has value. Bitcoin is. Oh, God, we're doing a Bitcoin bit um bit, <laughs> I, I, i'll just say without getting too far into it because i'll just get annoyed but uh someone said whenever he reads a story about bitcoin he just replaces the word bitcoin with disney dollars and it makes it like <laughs> way more entertaining it's the same shit it's just it it is what people think it's worth you know and if it goes ta- if it tanks there's nothing inherently inflating its value and if it gets really high there's nothing limiting its value except for supply. but you can buy physical material you could, could you buy a house with no not right now not in the united states but you yeah. kind of can here's the weird thing about bitcoin is that you can exchange it too so there's bitcoin exchanges out there where you can take bitcoins turn it into hard set cash and then mm-hmm. go buy something um there's like and that's kind of like the adoption phase right for Bitcoin to truly be more successful, more than I, more than a meme, I guess, like a meme currency, it needs to be adopted. I need to be able to go to the grocery store. I need to go to the gas station. I need to go to Amazon and be able to buy things right. with it, something tangible. And we're not quite there yet. Like I, I'm willing to bet in like five years or so we'll be there, but we're not there right now. Yeah. Well, it's it's a little bit like yeah, taking those. What are they like? The new hot collectible or those like NBA highlights that you download onto your thing and like just trading it with somebody for like their car. You know, Wait, like what? Oh, what are you right. talking about? NBA so you, highlights? Have you heard of this? It's like a, the latest hot thing. Like they're these these little like gifts almost of like highlights and they're like new the new trading cards. And oh. you they they sell you it's blockchain backed also they sell you this highlight and it's like there's only a certain amount in the world and if you get these cards that's like it you can't replicate them so they're like if you google it like there was one for lebron james that sold for a hundred grand it's like a clip a video clip yeah it's like a it's like a video uh trading card and it was how is that i like why wouldn't people start to interrupt you but like why couldn't you just like record that clip with your other phone and just share it. Like, how is that valuable at all? How is a Beanie Baby valuable? Like, these bubbles, they just develop. Like, <laughs> that's the lawyer and that. Anthony coming out right there. <laughs> Dude, if I was a jury, right we're going to do a Beanie <laughs> Baby bit now. Whatever Anthony's fucking say, argument right. is, I'm all about it. Case closed. Yeah. 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 It's just, but it's, it's, it's these, it, it, people just ascribe value to them because they like them. Yeah. You know, and so Bitcoin's somewhere in between them. I mean, theoretically, it could function as a currency, but. It's got this weird authority behind it, too. Like, you have these weird players in the market, like Elon Musk, who will, you know, tweet about Bitcoin and tweet around about, you know, cryptocurrency, which causes it to rise in value. Mm -hmm. Um, And then people make legitimate money off of it, right? There's people that are legitimate millionaires from this whole thing. So, on one hand, it's not real. But on the other hand, it kind of fucking is real. I mean, back when we lived at um, at the Heights, Nick, in Capitol Hill... Um, there was a guy that I used to park my car next to. He had a yellow, um, Toyota. Um, oh God, what's the roadster? What's the roadster? Uh, uh, Lotus Elise. Thank you. Hmm. He had a Lotus Elise and his license plate said Bitcoin on it. And Mm -hmm. I talked to the guy once and he bought, obviously he bought the car with Bitcoin. So that's a while ago. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Like 2000, what? 14, 15. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. So it's weird, man. It's legitimate, but it's not. Yeah. It's it's got a lot of staying power, um, but it's very volatile. It's not something well, I would do other than as a toy. Yeah. It's I just chalk it up as another yeah. like cyber world that I I just I'm like. But and the other it's thing like too, comic books. Like I never got into comic yeah. books, and I I feel so intimidated if somebody was like, "You should just start reading comic books." I'm it, like, "Where the fuck do you I begin?" Know. Reading this comic books or anime. Episode one, Superman, 1946. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Action comics. Superman fighting Hitler. But you tell me is, which comics I should this buy. This is something that's like broader too across a lot of different cultural niches is I feel like there's a, a group of people that's invested in intentionally making things as complicated as possible so that they can enjoy it themselves and no one else can. Like there's so many different areas where this is true. Like yeah, for, for comics, it's like you can gatekeep and say, oh, only real heads know about fucking guardians of the galaxy 1973 that's where you really need to start or like you know um hockey fans get really territorial about all their weird fucking rules in their game and like right. i think that's and, and bitcoin people too like and and the other one that really jumps out at me is academics like if you read especially in the humanities like you read what they're saying and when you actually decode it it's a very simple idea but they dress it up in the most complicated language possible to make themselves sound smarter just turns everybody off Nobody yeah, because that the Tarek Sala effect yeah <laughs> like, Tarek I asked what you had for dinner I don't need the whole fucking <laughs> yeah. ingredients well list. you see the, the blockchain ledger works like yeah, Tarek I don't I don't care about Beanie Babies okay just <laughs> <laughs> Beanie Babies again Greg did you read comic books were you a comic guy uh, kind of. I have a fascination with certain comic book characters, and I've gone back and read anthologies. Because at this point now, all of these legacy comics are combined into these, uh, yeah, you know, graphic novel or, or compilations. And so, my favorite comic book character is Thanos. Prior to the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe thing, I have a room of statues. I, I have the original print. Uh, I think it's Iron Man fifty five, where he first appeared. And I had all of this prior to that that whole Thanos wave. So what was it I about? I can attest him that... to that too. Yeah, Greg mm-hmm. has been like in the Thanos club for decades. Mm. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. And, and keep in mind, I know nothing about these sure. characters. So he's big I, and beefy, and yeah. but was, he's always been a bad guy, right? Ooh. He's always like been a bad guy. Converted. But I I like villains. I find villains to be more interesting than comic book heroes, right? Because a lot of these heroes were created during world wars or you know uh, pro-america ideologies right whereas these villains tend to be a bit more complex uh i find at least in the stories so i think Dude, they typically superman are. is fucking boring yeah. superman <laughs> boring. is one of the most boring characters of they all had time. to force a flaw into him they're like i don't know make a green rock kill him I guess. <laughs> yeah so i don't know I, I think for me a lot of it came back to uh video games the game which got me into it was well there there was Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which I loved playing, and he was a character in it. So, yeah, I've just... He was? Oh, yeah. shit, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what I've always loved What was the hentai it. game that you played recently? Remember when you were streaming Crush. it? Yeah. Can you be more specific? <laughs> no, Greg can be very specific. This is a this is a great moment. Yeah, Tark, watch the whole thing through. Well, me and how many other people from the internet? Yeah, completely wait, random. Wait, wait, wait. I need context Twitch. here. What the fuck yeah, are you so, talking about? I'm trying so, to set Greg up for this. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. within within Steam, right, the, the application Steam where you can download games and view libraries, I found a, a joking game called Hentai Crush, which is, it's kind of like Candy Crush. Not a joking game. Sure. <laughs> okay, not a joking game. It was huh. a joke between us, and then Targ turned around and gifted it to me. He purchased the game to me as a gift. <laughs> And of course, I'm not going to back down. So then I played the game and I streamed it online through Mixer and uh, ended up having several guys watching and ogling over the women. And okay. it was like, okay, time to turn this off. This is not funny anymore. <laughs> I am going right, to come across over. as the biggest fucking square. Is hentai porn? Yeah, like cartoon uh, porn, yeah. it's cartoon it's anime porn. porn, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay so now, now it's making a little more sense. <laughs> I just yeah. thought it was anime. For so the wait, uninitiated. Wait. Hentai you would like, crush. like have to like uh, smooth talk like disabled women in that game. And shit? <laughs> no, no, you're you're thinking of a completely different hentai game. No, it's, no. it's home videos that yeah, have nothing no, to do with. I can't keep up anymore. Yeah, no, this so. was just uh, I, I don't remember a a Candy nice. Crush. Conversation so strange something. men that you didn't know would just mm. tune in and watch, and, and then you. yeah, and and start making comments about the women, and then it just stopped being. <laughs> 
<laughs> funny between Tarek and I and turned into, okay, you all right, guys, going? party's over. Yeah. I'm turning this off. Yeah. I want nothing to do with you. Oh, it sounds God. like a horror movie. Yeah, which How long did you play because it? I'm alienating 90% of our viewer base right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Greg's How long did you play the, the game? I, I don't know. Maybe a tar- an hour? I, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't, oh, okay. wasn't terrible. The counter long. stopped it at 255 hours. Ha ha funny, and then then it wasn't that, funny. There's just, a, it seems like there's probably a, a hundred weirdos that are just like trawling looking for anyone to play him. I, I would imagine so. On. But once Tarek and I finished, it just wasn't entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was like, choice of words there. Yeah, I know. You, right? can only, uh, you can only beat the game so many yeah. times. <laughs> it took yeah. you an hour to finish. That's actually quite impressive. Well, yeah, you know, it's uh, with ED and supplements and everything. I was able to sure, get there. Sure. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine there's a tag on whatever you are streaming that through where those guys probably seek out all sorts of hentai Yeah, shit, you can right? put in the title of the game. So I would imagine the word hentai was, was a, a buzzword for searches. The funny thing is, I didn't really think anything of it. I was just kind of streaming it as an amusement for Tarek to see what the hell I was doing. And uh, they're like, oh, you, you got to tag your tag your channel as, as mature. That way Mixer doesn't ban you. I'm like... Why are there people in here speaking to me? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I paid for this glory hole room to private. <laughs> no, just me and my pals. One at a time, boys. Wait your turn. Jesus yeah, God. I don't know how we got here. I don't like it. But, how uh, how does that game work? Because when you say Candy Crush for hentai. Like, I know what Candy Crush is. You just move things that are the same next to each tiles, other and make them right? go away. Yeah, tiles. So what are we talking here? <laughs> I mean, short of me pulling up a video, I don't remember because it was it was a very short blip. I don't remember. What happened No, I, I think you would play and you would get credits. You would accumulate a currency that you would then spend to get gifts for the virtual women to... Wait, but when you say play, what is that? That's Candy Crush, <laughs> pretty much. Huh? Candy Crush kind of a thing, right? You're right. So like little tiles fall you guys and match up. So uncomfortable. No, 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 I'm embracing this, right? So so you would play you would play a puzzle game to earn currency to then uh, buy gifts for women. Real women, just like no, real life. No, you idiot. That's a thing. That's a thing. It's called. Uh, it's like it's like financial domination, domination, sure. dominatrix, where women um, get paid by men, and that's the fantasy. It's just yeah, no. To, Okay, this, it's not this like is, sugar daddy yeah. shit? You would earn yeah. a currency within the game, and then you would spend it on these virtual naked anime women. So the goal was to get these women to like you more and then eventually undress, right? It's just so, like real life. So you would be, yeah, you would be <laughs> playing Candy Crush to then buy this virtual girl oh. a virtual bouquet of flowers to then make her like you more, and oh, then eventually... this is sad. Yeah, and then eventually <laughs> you would see a... a digital image of this naked anime girl and i want to remind you that like me and greg were doing this on like a saturday i was watching him like i i wasn't doing the game yeah i was literally just watching him yeah like I, so I, who's a loser playing it or the people watching yeah. i don't know now Tark and i, I never made eye your contact. question okay, i want to be clear on that we never touched we never locked eyes yeah yep mm-hmm. did you talk yeah, we were laughing the whole oh, time through. Talking. Oh, dude, yeah, because oh, we were you strategizing. Did not for man. an hour straight. You laughed for five minutes, and then it became weird and real. Too well, quiet. The fantasy be- you want, Nick? It became real <laughs> when other men started watching and commenting. Okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, this we're not here to touch dicks, right? This is a- <laughs> And then, and then we did some of the comments. Do you remember? I I don't know. I don't know. I'm so bad. I want to go down this rabbit hole as far as I wish that I knew, right? But uh, do you think there was a single woman or a girl in the chat? Absolutely not. No. I think we. I think we peaked at around eight viewers. That's too many. No, twelve. There was. I remember you had twelve viewers. And I also remember there was nothing noteworthy because I am absorbing like funny shit like a sponge yeah. for this. They didn't say anything noteworthy. Like uh. they're just like creepily watching this game for like a steady like hour. Like the viewership didn't like go down. It was just like maintaining itself. And so oh, they were boy. in for the ride, man. They were riding that roller coaster. I think it would have been us. worse if they didn't say anything. Right, <laughs> just no, breathing heavy. Into I the would life. have preferred that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? God, yeah, yet but, you can't okay. remember. 
Okay. Here's another no. thing I'll put out there is it actually is creepy if it stayed constant because it means they weren't just jacking off and then leaving when they were done. It they were edging? Something, yeah, it was something oh. deeper than that, man. It's <laughs> Greg's voice. Yeah, <laughs> ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> were you talking your way through it? No, I did not have any of my audio on. Okay. Game audio, I'm sure, was being broadcasted, but I was not uh, talking them through my experience. How right? much did the game cost, Art? I think it was like a dollar or something. $4,000. Why did you have to buy it for you? That, that was the joke, right? The, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just like, okay. surprise, I bought you. And you get like a notification, right, when someone buys you a game. It's like, oh, cool, you got a gift. Oh, hentai crush. All right, what's this all about? Oh, I lied. The game is $1.99. All right. Whoa. But I got they, a raise. But they do have add-on packs for a couple of dollars that add new... Girls. Girls. Tits. Yeah. 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 This is a mm. mess. Mm-hmm. Wow. Why? Who uh, does it say who the developer is? The developer is Mature Games. Oh. Very That's clever. Of it. That place has got to be a major bummer to work at. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've done What's such that interview as... uh, look like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> show up. You have your, your suit on. To show us how big you can make someone's uh-huh. tits. You know those <laughs> tests where they ask someone to draw perfect circles? I would imagine it's something like that for the gazungas that they put on these things. Yep. So, Greg, I see here uh, you were an architect in your previous uh, career. That's uh, that is correct. You want to come work at Mature Games? Uh, sure. Here, give me a piece of paper and a pencil, and I will draw a okay. perfect circle. Okay. Here you go. Oh my yep, god! Freehand. He's actually doing it. Yeah. That's amazing. You got the job. I mean, can you do double D's? Absolutely. Okay. It's all vice I do. president. Do you pay in Bitcoin or Beanie Babies? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know. Oh my God. Just equity. You're getting an equity stake mm-hmm. in the company. Mm-hmm. Greg, how many uh, video games do you play? Do you play video games every night? Yes. Okay. Every but night. they're not like stuff like that. It's like regular. <laughs> it's action. all hentai. And I, I mean like <laughs> stuff like that. Like you're not just exploring like any new thing that comes out, right? Uh, Tarek and I... I would say that him and I will purchase new games, play them, and abandon them almost weekly. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. We're just like, this looks interesting. Drop 20 bucks, play it for an hour, never touch it again. Yeah. And then we always romanticize about yeah, the action. we should go like, back. Nah, that was we'll, a lot we'll of fun. We'll pick it up some other time. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back. You, we'll try it again. Not. Never do. But you, you don't play do. games like, like, there's a really popular one right now, uh, Among Us. Like, it's I've a played fun. it. We have it. Tark and okay. I have played it. It's entertaining enough. We played enough, it a couple times. Yeah, it's you not, go that low in quality because you guys oh, yeah. play like the the top oh, end yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. No, we also we play, play a lot of independent games. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the sh- there's the shit the shit games like literal when you're taking a shit you just. We're, That's when I play Among Us. Yeah. No, we're oh, not really playing. Play. It's the only time I play. Yeah, we're hmm. not playing mobile games per se, right? Um, you know, I'm I'm playing games like League of Legends and uh, right. What about Angry Birds? Did you guys get on that train? Oh man, I, I, was I on think that everyone for a while. did. I mean, when, when smartphones were still relatively new-ish, right? And uh, yeah, and I'm shitting. Then yeah, it's going to be Angry Birds time. But this was right. many moons ago. What did the right. What did the Angry Birds person come out with? It was didn't that person become like an actual like multimillionaire from that fucking? Oh game? my god! Oh, yeah, they they sent him into space and. Well, you know, I want to address this really quickly now that we're we're going into the Clear subject the of shitting. Yeah. Um, oh Jesus! I didn't mean to. No, open no, no, up that no, 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 no. I'm talking. Box. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, it's all blood. All, no, no. This is about. This is about the the period of time that you spend on your phone. And is the phone a factor in terms of how long you spend in the bathroom? Yes. yes. I will have that conversation with you. Of yes. course. Yes. Man. Now, I don't want to talk about any of, the, any of the mess. We've gone down that road and it'll occupy us for 45 minutes, right? But Susie and I have had this conversation to where she says, Greg, you might be in there less if you don't bring your phone. I'm like, that may uh-huh. be, but the phone is coming <laughs> with me every time because I need something how to occupy you? me and I don't want to stare at my feet or read shampoo, which I'm not above. We've all done that. Right. But yeah, this is uh, you know, this is my time to watch yeah. something or read something or get I, lost. I'm not, I, I'm not fast and it's because I bring my phone in. I'm on mm-hmm. like, uh, well, when I was on social media, I was usually just scrolling through that, but now, mm-hmm. yeah, I I'll play like a game or, or two of, of among us and you know, yeah, it's a good 20 minutes. Yeah, w- no problem. 
There was a really funny tweet I saw that was like, I'm going to watch The Irishman the way Martin Scorsese intended in 17 small parts hiding from my children (laughs) in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a a time. It's a good time. What did those poor Mm -hmm. idiots do at the turn of the 20th century? You know, just going to the bathroom in their outhouse like, idiots like unable to to watch anything well, on their phones let's not pretend we didn't come from that era man remember yeah, like we had yeah. like magazines we did grow up in that shit we are old enough to remember yeah pre-cell phone dumps the man. newspaper I, I, sitting in the bathroom right my, my mom uh, had a basket of of uh oprah yeah. magazines and i would just we, we did wow, something Nick. called uncle yeah, john's low, bathroom huh? reader <laughs> 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 Well, yeah. do you guys remember the the really cheesy like uh, poop centric uh, books out there? Oh like, yeah, there's so many books that like from mm-hmm. like you know pre nineties that were focused around yep. like the bathroom, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what they're bathroom there reading. For. My parents mm-hmm. made sure there was one in every bathroom we ever lived in growing up. So just like yeah. joke I, books. You don't know what I'm talking about, Nick? Like you never went into a bathroom and they had like a bathroom joke book or anything? Yeah, books. That's for where shitting. I learned. That's where I learned all the best like Polish jokes at. Are you That's because your grandma's a racist. I remember my dad having some. He really. My dad had some book. It was it was like a fish joke book called Bass Ackwards, and it had all all this. See, that's oh god, what I'm talking about. Yeah, real high Glad I missed that. Yeah, I I didn't grow up near my grandparents. This is a Pierce County thing, I think, man. Oh, okay. I don't know. From the streets. Yeah, exactly. We we were all about that. I mean. In in the era prior to phones having even games on them, like you needed you needed a crowd pleaser in there. Yeah, you know the yeah. Oprah magazines. I'm sorry to say, Nick. No, no offense to your family, but that's that's fucking bullshit. No, no, no. no one cares it's, about it's Oprah total magazine. Bullshit. Yeah. So is that why I never? Better. You still keep even... them under your bed, right? <laughs> yeah, the ones that I can read still <laughs> <laughs> that aren't all stuck together. You mean <laughs> <Our> pages separate <laughs> <Yeah>. still? <laughs> Oh. oh boy! Okay, well that's the end of the episode. So you guys, <laughs> yeah. we squeezed the juice out of that one. I know we uh-huh. laughed at Tarek's racist grandma, but that is a fact. And I'm, uh, oh, I think I've, really I've asked is. you this before, but um, how much did she disapprove of your father, who is Jordanian? Yeah, and your mother you know was funny German, about that? right? My gr- yeah, like my uh, my mom's side is all German Irish, right? And uh, just very raised Lutheran. Like, Grandpa and Grandma from Mississippi. So you gotta remember, these guys were born in Mississippi in the fucking, like, 1930s and shit, Jesus. right? Like, they're just barely <laughs> too young for World War II, right? So it is what it is, right? And um, so my mom marries a guy named Mohammed Saleh from the fucking Middle East, right? And this is, like, a old white lady from Mississippi, now, they loved my dad. They fucking adored my dad. They thought he was, like, the greatest. But this is the best part, is that my grandmother is still racist, hardcore racist to this day. But, like, kind of in an innocent grandma racism, She's right? not going just, like, to fucking rallies and, like, <laughs> no, and she says funny shit. She doesn't hate. She legitimately doesn't hate any race. But she says shit that is just, like... She's like, well, Tarek, I just, you know, believe that, you know, white people and and colored people should never get together. And I'm just like, Grandma. And I'm like pointing to myself like, she's like, oh, you're different. She's like, oh, you're different. I'm like, am I though, Grandma? Did you have uh, more, did you have white uh, cousins or like, that were, did you ever feel like different? Like your, like your grandma loved you less? What do you think, man? It's like a guy named Mark, a guy named Hugh, uh, fucking my grandma Maxine, and then Tariq Muhammad Saleh. Like, Let's not forget the fact that your grandma would say shit to you when we were kids. Like, why can't you be more like Greg? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. My grandma like that vanilla ass Greg. Yeah. I'm like, Grandma, he's got Mexican in him. Oh, oh, no. Just ruin Greg for your grandma. I, I do enjoy that your grandma is so racist. It's like old racism against Polish people, too. It's not even yeah. the newfangled oh. racism. Just the yeah, old school dude. racism. Hey, here's here's the this will throw you for a loop. She voted Bernie Sanders. 
multiple oh, wow. times. Yeah, there you that's, go. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's that's dude. the depiction of I think what people call you know just like they're racist is, is so. My friend's grandma is also in her like late nineties, and same thing. Like she's just when she was a kid, that's kind of normal, and conditioning is in, you know, is my a major factor. Grandparents are similar to that. As long as it's she not doesn't trust harmful, Koreans. you know, she's, yeah, well, probably, I don't know. I mean, then you're like, wait a minute, the Korean War? Hyper-specific <laughs> racism is so funny to me. It's like people who don't put a lot of thought into it. They just, right. they had a bad interaction with a random ethnicity and they've like built their whole identity around that. In 1941. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like, that's, that's my whole that's world done. view now. We're done. Yeah. yeah. It's like Hungarians, They didn't have to change. You know? There was no Twitter to tell people to change. They just like kept that mentality their entire yeah. lives. So yeah. fucking But like, funny. I love the hypocrisy of my grandmother's racism too. Like, she's like, I don't trust Koreans, but she like... Her okay, so like when my grandpa passed away, some of my uh like my grandparents' like best friends are Korean people. It like they were the, they were neighbors next door. I don't know if you remember uh the Korean neighbors next door to where my grandma was, Greg. But mm-hmm. like, dude, like it's it's so funny how hypocritically racist my grandma can be. She's like, oh, I don't, you know, she'll say things off, you know, off color things about like black people, and then she'll vote for Obama. And then, you know, she's just... There's it, no self-awareness. Kind of, she's an absolutely, enigma. It's kind, I don't know, guys. It's kind of endearing, too. It's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of endearing because sure. you're like... Because there's no, like... There's no hate behind it, right? That's that's what the thing is about her that... And maybe, like, the rest of the generation, too. It's like, I don't feel like there's necessarily hate. I think that it's so easy for us to just be... To, like, like lump people like that in the same category as, like you know, uh, what's happening right KKKs now. Yeah. And shit. Yeah. It's like, no dude, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I don't even speak to my like grandparents that. anymore because they are relatively hateful. Um, you know, one of my stepbrothers is uh, gay and they make comments about it. Right. I mean, my mother remarried and my stepfather's uh, son is gay, a wonderful person. I love him dearly, but so if they would go visit my mother and I would be there with my stepfather and they see an accent wall painted red, then my grandfather would say comments like, wow, look at that red. That's the gays like that color, right? It's just, a <laughs> Jesus. And, and my stepfather and I are That's looking funny. at each other. I don't care. That's uh, funny. my stepfather and I are looking at each other and, and Dave, my grandfather is fully aware. Right. And my grandmother's like, Dave, please don't do this. He's like, no, I'm serious. They, they <laughs> absolutely also, love what's that. What's the logic behind He sees yeah. a red wall yeah. and he's like, the gays like that. I, I don't know. like red. I don't I guess, know. That's yeah. the that was the last time he was Isn't ever. that one of the colors in the rainbow? Yeah. They must <laughs> love that like, color. God, Dave, you are such an asshole. Right. <laughs> Your and grandma says that? No, no. Like oh, my okay. whole side of the family. Like I said, we, we just don't even speak to him anymore. They're just yeah. so absolutely unbearable hyper <laughs> hyper catholicism um, do they say stuff like that in front of your stepbrother or like about your stepbrother uh, about my stepbrother yeah but not and they've never said it in front of him no no they have manners duh no no they, they've <laughs> never no, it's met cowardice him. they've never met him and they yeah, would right. never meet him i mean there would never oh, be a God. situation oh, okay. to where they would be permitted anywhere close to anyone <laughs> yeah. like that right but <laughs> they're it. just they're hateful people they're they're nasty. They're not endearing. Yeah, they're fuck just they're ex- exactly. They live two minutes from me, and I do not see them. Or speak all right, let's to them. pose a philosophical uh, quandary here. If uh, if you could be like, all right, grandma, grandpa, you don't have to wear masks anymore. Would you uh, Would you be comfortable with that decision? Say what now? If you, could, <laughs> if you told them, if you called them up and was like, hey, just got the news. We don't have to wear masks anymore. They don't believe in them anyways. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, of course so not. it'd be Are fine really then to Nick? you if yeah, yeah. yeah no. no, I. Uh, in fact, my my grandmother uh, just months ago, uh, sometime this past year in 2020, ended up having a stroke, and my grandfather wasn't allowed into the hospital really to visit her because of these these risks associated with COVID, and that was the first time he realized that COVID might actually be real. Right. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say he got all like Gran Torino and fucking. Oh, he was upset. It's like, yeah, guess what? Let me see my wife. I don't need no goddamn mask. But then, of course, as soon as they're out of the hospital and back home, then he's back to, you know, and it's not actually real. Right. And I didn't need a mask when I was in Korea. Yeah. (laughs) They're they're the grandparents who actually, they, they said that they believe 
that uh, the Democrats made up the pandemic to ruin Trump's sure, economy. Sure. Pre-life. Well, Greg, right. did they? That's the question. Did they? <laughs> Greg, are you listening to them, Greg? No. Maybe Hello? they have something to say. I'm sure they have the evidence. I spoke to yeah. them for the first time in maybe 15 years this past, this past, in 2020, right? Why? Um, because I got bamboozled into picking up a free extra garage freezer. Someone asked me, hey, do you want a free garage <laughs> freezer? The answer I'm I like, yeah, that, I absolutely would like a free freezer because I want to buy meat in bulk and freeze like, it. My like, grandma great. was on life support and they thought the family should get together <laughs> no. and maybe get through our, our, our frustrations and just give uh-uh. her one last moment of peace. No, it's a freezer. freezer. No, it was selling. a free, large size freezer for my garage. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd like one. Like, great. Your grandmother has one. Like you son of a bitch! <laughs> not, no, no, no it, it wasn't even it. that. It was great. I just told Grandma Jody that you're interested in getting it and that you'll be contacting her. Like, oh, I haven't spoken to her in 15 years. Right? <laughs> so you know, I go over there visit them, and then my grandpa's making jokes like, "Hey, uh, have you noticed that you can't spell uh, was it pandemic Here without it uh, Dems and panic?" I'm like, oh God, God get me <laughs> out of here. Yeah, and, <laughs> a good one, Grandpa. Yeah, that's, he found that on Facebook. Though. He didn't Nailing figure it. that out. I, I know. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. That's amazing. It's I got the freezer when it's though. Your family, yeah. Because like when it's your family, it's not funny. But from the outside, if that's I was there so with true. you, Greg, I would be cracking balls. <laughs> that's so true. Laughing my yeah. ass off, and yeah. I would I would be encouraging him. Like, tell me about how this virus is made in a lab, Grandpa. No, this, this is and I'm not even over listening to this stuff about uh, you know pocket aces, Republican economy getting ruined by the you know democratic whatever the sure. hell uh yeah, yeah, being asked if i'm thirsty and would like a warm gatorade right in oh. a trailer park legitimately hey mm. man Gatorade's so from the outside absolutely funny but from my perspective something i'm so like my flavor gatorade yeah Red, because they don't have flavors. They have colors. Oh, that, the gays yeah. like the red. Uh, yeah. The gays the red love Gatorade. the red Gatorade. Yeah. Oh, my God. I really despise them. <laughs> my intention at this point in my life is to just never speak to them again. That's fine. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Tarek mentioned that, you know, like probing people that say ridiculous shit. I think that's one of the, the things that I reflect back on that I love so much about whenever we'd go to Vegas or when Tarek was down in LA and like, we would just talk to random strangers and I don't know how they find us, but we would always (laughs) get into these situations where, and Greg too. Yeah. In Vegas, but like people would just start revealing themselves (laughs) and Tarek and I especially were, we probe the fuck out of it and just, it's my favorite thing to do. It's just probe strangers for weird information. People love talking so, about themselves. Yeah. Well, and and that's oh. the thing that all of us do is we try to kind of exploit that and capitalize off of that. Like uh, one time, I think one of my favorites was when we were, all three of us were there and it was like- It was you, me, Greg, right? Yeah. It was like four in the morning and- At uh, least- uh, Four in the morning, and Greg, I think you, <laughs> I tapped I think out. You just you, you couldn't yeah. do it, yeah. and uh, because it was you're the a human being. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we were we were sitting there at the uh, whatever middle of the of the gambling floor casino there was at four a.m. I think I tapped out around six yeah. a.m. Yeah, I was yeah. literally <laughs> hunched over, falling asleep, sitting <laughs> because that's a normal human a normal, reaction yeah, to what was happening. Because we've been drinking since four p.m. Well, come on, Nick. All right, 2 p.m. <laughs> Come on, Nick. I mean, you, 9 a.m. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> no. I mean, you're going from drunk to sober to drunk Ugh. to sober oh, four times through those days. We would, we would, yeah. we would get, and I know I'm getting on a tangent. We'll go back to this. We would get five hours of sleep over a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's no bullshit. It would be like, Disgusting. like unrestful three hours a night. Like, yeah. Right, like horrible, horrible sleep. Like taking yeah. years off our lives doing this shit. Yeah. So, so, so back to like, this, right? Back, back to where we tapped out mm-hmm. around like six in the morning or something. Mm-hmm. And me and Nick are at the bar, and I remember this guy comes up, this Indian guy. Just he was being super friendly. He had like a fucking cigar, and was just like, you know how Vegas is. Oh, That's not what yet. I love about the Vegas. cigar it's... comes late. The cigar is what you and I swindled him into doing. He mm-hmm. just showed up and just right. wanted to buy drinks. He was just buying oh. his drinks. Yes. He didn't yeah. have the cigar in his yeah, hand. Yeah, he bought okay, all so of us drinks, yet. me included. Yeah. Oh, so you were there for like a little bit of the, yeah. of the transition. Oh, I, yeah, I was there for the introduction and where I things remember. started. I, I remember getting cigars, but 
Oh, okay. So if you were there for that, so here's what happened. So he shows up, he's talking to us unsolicited. We don't give a fuck, yeah. but he starts saying a bunch of bullshit about his importance working for Google. He worked at Google. I remember yes. that. Oh, yes. did he know? He had to throw that out. Tarek knew what the fuck he was talking about and totally knew this guy was full of shit, but he was bragging about how much money he made and how successful he was. And Tarek was probing him with all these questions that he couldn't answer. About that and Google so, money? Yeah, yeah. And so our tactic was instead of being like, you're a piece of shit, you're full of shit, whatever, and, and walking away, we were like, put your money where your mouth is. Ah, and the yeah. cigar girl came around and I don't remember who said it, but somebody said, what's the most expensive cigar? Yeah, it's my well, no, no, Nick, you said what's the most expensive cigar. I remember that. And then I remember this guy hesitated. I was like, come on, bro. You got that Google <laughs> come money. Come on, money. We kept, so part of our strategy is we fed into his ego. We we're like, yeah, yeah. What? You, what? You make that much? You got that Google money? Like we built him up. Right. And then once we had the spotlight on him, we're like, bro, you got that Google money. How about the nicest cigars? Yeah. And he was like, all right, buy, you know, four, four of the most expensive cigars. And it was something like they were like $60 a piece or something. <laughs> yeah. Not and worth 60 a piece. Them. Yeah. Yeah. This is now going back to it, though, when he's talking about Google, Tark starts prying. Oh, great. Right. What do you do for them? And, and within a couple of minutes, it turned out he wasn't working for Google. He was essentially doing like like a QA work for a company for Google, right? So he was mm. he was like Google twice removed, right? I'm surprised you paid hey. that much attention because I was like, I don't give a fuck. Oh about no, this. I absolutely. He was. He does not work for Google. He did not work for Google. He worked for a but company. But the creme de la creme was after Greg left. <laughs> the creme de la creme. We call I, well, this one the Kansas so I just City Shuffle, to, by the way. Yeah, I, I wanted to set this guy up because he was, an, he, was a, he was a douchebag. He came up. He talked to us about how much money he made. He was trying to flaunt it. We exploited that. We didn't ask yeah. for him to do any of this. So, and why did he pick you guys? That because, was another no, that's what I'm saying. Strange. I don't know cool why this Vegas. happens. But like... Yeah. Tarek and I we have been in many situations where people just come up and start talking. There was a guy at the yeah. comedy store that was like, like a NPCs. Uh, it's yeah. weird, man. Like, Pretty much. Yeah. Well, like Tony Hinchcliffe came up and just talked to me when I was talking to Chris D'Elia and shit. Like yeah. those guys have their own Netflix comedy shows. Right. And, uh, Sometimes you just put yourself in a position and it just, I don't know, it just happens. People just talk. It's not like we're anything exceptional. It's not, no. it's not that at all. That's not I the think angle. it's, it's a radiation of like, we're talking, we're having a good time. This happens mm. with my friend Alex and I, like we were at the comedy store, uh, sort of when it was during lockdown, but they opened up the outside. And, and so we were just like, fuck it. We want to go. And I mean, we were, the two of us were making each other laugh so hard that like people notice they're just like oh that table looks fun so i think that's the kind of stuff mm. that goes on because like when greg and me and Tarek are sitting at a bar we're fucking laughing and having a great time mm -hmm. and i think people just are and drawn Mr. to that. indian google man had to be a part of it and he but uh, someone oh. else who came up to us was a very oh. lovely woman of the night mm -hmm. and i do she... remember her she was at least oh. sitting there before yeah i keep okay. forgetting when you bailed out greg i do too but this comes back to me because she was sitting there playing the digital uh, blackjack or poker game, yeah. right? She she came and then left and then came back. Yeah, because so another guy approached missed... her, a business a business ish yeah. guy, right? But what happened was she was talking to me and she was trying to do her thing, and I I leaned in and I was like, listen. I'm not buying what you're selling, but I think I can help you out. Because Tarek's talking to this guy. And so then it became this very subtle, like nonverbal communication between Tarek and myself of like, we're going to get this guy to commission yeah. the services of this <laughs> yeah. lovely woman. Uh -huh. And we're going to like, <laughs> and it worked. He literally walked off of there and we didn't have to see him. for the well, And he was apprehensive. Uh, he was like, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't want to do it. Yeah. He yeah. didn't. He did not want to have sex with that hooker. Yeah. And, and we were we like, dude, only assume, she's gorgeous. It's Vegas. What are you doing? It's Vegas. And she was. She was. Yeah. It's like, come she on, was. man. You got that Google money. Just go with her. <laughs> that guy oh. fucking declared it, bankruptcy it, three days later. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, that was a I bust. Hope I hope there was like the yeah. FBI involved. You guys were telling him, we'll be here when you get back, right? Everyone does it. It's normal. And then he went off. And of course, you guys called it a night. Like, all right. No, <laughs> no. So, this is all in the same night. No, we didn't tell him that there was the an Australian world. An Australian came down oh. who was wasted off his ass oh, and he yeah. wanted to keep partying. It's fucking eight 39 in the morning at this point. Ugh, and he was like, we're about to go partying. And Tarek and I were like, 
all right, fuck it. Like we were just sort of rolling <laughs> with it. He ended up going back to his hotel room and that's the guy that we said, we'll be waiting for him. And I think we looked at yeah. each other and we're like, we, we don't have, this isn't us. Like, we don't, I don't know where this guy is going to want to take us, but it's, this isn't where us. Where do you party at 9 a.m. in Vegas anyway? Dude, it's all open Dude. all the time. But like, yeah. what, what do you, where do you go there? Do you go to a club? Do you go to a bar? Like, no, you what go do to you, a bar you, probably, yeah. The oh, clubs okay. aren't open, but like there's somebody always around the corner to take your money and give you more booze. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it just doesn't end. Oh, Jesus. So yeah. we yeah, stumbled back to the room at like 10.30 in the morning. When we, when Tark and I walked home from the, or walked back to the room, from the Bellagio it was broad daylight there were families walking around we are in our suits that we wore the night before just Ugh. looking like a and like we, a pair of dicks yeah, yeah. we just yeah. looked terrible <laughs> I felt so embarrassed uh, like we just it, it's not you advised. just felt gross you felt What's, like a sleazeball yeah. What's yeah. your guys' uh, expiration date for Vegas? Because for me, it's about twenty-four to thirty-six hours, and then I'm I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd give Anything, it. I would yeah. go seventy-two. I think that's the top. Yeah, seventy-two yeah, is the top, right? I could Anything week. past three days, you're really in for a bad Thursday time. to Unless Sunday is my max. I'm yeah. kind of at the age now, like I've been there 37 times and I'm at the age now where I can regulate myself appropriately where like, I'm like, all right, so now Vegas for me is like eating really good, drinking really good, but not drinking now, a that lot. Being I don't mind said, we did go this past January and yeah, we had really good meals. We went out for steaks and we also yeah. inevitably got shit face drunk. <laughs> we were, we were... We were waiting to go out to dinner. We had this awkward amount of time to where it was, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a late lunch, early dinner at three o'clock, but it's one o'clock and we're hungry. So let's stop at Raw Sushi, which we all Raw love. Raw Sushi. Oh, love yeah. it to death. Oh, my God. At the fashion And what did they serve there, Nick? What what drink did they it's have at the, Raw Sushi? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it wrong. Is it the Tsunami Bowl? Umami. Umami bowl. Okay, yep. that's close. And so but it's like, a big okay. ass jug of liquor. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some uh, edamame. Is that what they're called? I, I can't remember. Right. So we right. get that. We're not gonna go through the menu of of raw sushi. Yeah, yeah. and then we'll go one item at a time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll share. This is the podcast is now. Yeah, I'll I'll share one of those punch this is a bowls Yelp podcast with my brother, and Tarek and Cat will will share one, right? And of course, we all end up when it's all said and done, each having our own. Right yeah. now, they could legally only serve you one for every two people. Like, so we ordered two for what? two, what and of, then drink. Is that new? Uh, I've yeah, had two dude, before. Yes, they were breaking the law when they did that to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, those things. You have of all people, shots in them each. Yeah, you Fuck. know. Nick. As a former and a bartender, lot of sugar. Yeah. Well, what I would do is I would get one that I would drink at the table. Be absolutely drunk but then i would get one and they would give you in two styrofoam to go cups they no, would actually no, send you on your way no. yeah. yeah i know it, what is your guys's tolerance for alcohol by the way at this like, point mine's pretty high mine's pretty low yeah that doesn't yeah. stop so, it from going Nick, in because in eight, the pandemic eight shots plus another eight like yeah that's 16 shots i understand math you're, you're yeah. not you're not an enormous dude like you put away 16 shots I know. no problem i look uh you know before divulging uh you know serious addictions or anything <laughs> i i've always like just uh -oh. i don't know had a higher tolerance um I, but you have to also consider the fact that you're drinking it over the course of a meal the first one and then the second one you're walking around i'm not sure i ever finished both styrofoam cups uh -huh. uh, but you're walking around i mean by the time you're done with them it's been like probably hours because you're going you're taking it everywhere with you we've See, definitely yeah, had like two shots, in one though. city it's still a lot yeah. I, I agree we, it's still a lot we yeah. didn't respect the umami punch that's the problem with what me mm. and greg cat and tom we didn't respect it we fucking were chugging them and we had like four of them and it was bad like i four? remember that's 32 shots well, I'm ah. sorry, four between Not us. So each. we each had one. Between us. Oh, between us. Oh, that's yeah. still between bad, four but, people. Okay. No, you'd be fucking dead. Well, like, we yeah. anybody would none of us remember getting back to the hotel poison. exactly. So we ended up finishing yeah. up. We rescheduled our lunch slash dinner. I don't know how I ended up getting to it. I don't remember having the meal. I remember carrying my brother home from it. Tarek missed dinner because him and Kat were stumbling in the lobby and puked on the floor of their hotel room. Oh, and so this this yes. was last January. So we sure have matured, but not that much. But so I do think guys, I will say this it. is my final uh, note of, of Vegas is that when the three of us went, uh, 
And 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 I think there may have been a couple times where Tarek and I went for like a bachelor party. I don't know if you were there for that one, Greg. No. But I, I think the reason why I like going with you guys and I actually don't like going to Vegas with anybody else is because we do ride that wave of like we're gonna be we're gonna be mm. drunk, but we're not gonna be shit face drunk. And you just right. like maintain as long it's a as you can. Thing. Yeah, but we've been with people that just get fucking plastered and oh, start passing man. out. Yeah, it's out early. Yeah, yeah it's no fun. Yeah, you guys, are you, are you guys, it sounds like you're also where I am. Well, for, well, first of all, I pretty much almost completely given up on alcohol, but like it, it seems like you guys are over binge drinking in general, except for really rare occasions. Very it's a social thing yeah. for me, man. Like I haven't, like the bars aren't open, so I haven't really been to a bar and had a drink in like a fucking year, right? Like I have booze over there that I'll have. I'm talking once a month, maybe, but like, I don't have a re- yeah. I don't have an excuse to drink right now. So, hmm. but for me, drinking is all social. Like I have to be on vacation. I got to be out with you guys. I got to, there has to be something there. Sometimes I, I will drink alone, but, uh, like if I'm watching TV or something, or I used to, I don't really do that anymore, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm rapidly losing interest. Yeah, I'm I'm, really? I'm right there with you guys. At this point, I'd rather have something like an edible and mellow out and have a good night's sleep rather than spend time drinking and wake up nauseous. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, brother. No, yeah. I I look, I I I love drinking. Enjoy it, dude. Yeah, I I I respect it because. Uh, as a bartender in multiple uh, establishments that like I worked in a, a, in a high end sort of Italian restaurant. So I learned a lot about wine. I worked in an Irish pub. So I learned a lot about whiskey. I worked in a beer bar. So I learned a lot. So like I, I respect and appreciate really high end stuff. I don't drink shit alcohol just for the sake of, of drinking. Yeah. Um, but having said that I do seek out good quality beer, good quality liquor and I do drink it frequently. I mean, what are you, that, huh? what are you drinking right now? So uh, this is uh, it's <laughs> oh, the same no, bottle. Oh, it's, him. <laughs> it's no, it's the it's bullet it comes or in a bu- plastic bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you know, it's probably like a forty dollar bottle of ten year bourbon. So why are you drinking it out of a can of mango white claw? trying to hide some you know leave a little to the imagination oh oh, i'm sorry we're i didn't realize we were pretending no but i i drink (laughs) beer almost every night two like two sometimes three ipas that i really like good for you man no i think in some (laughs) people's books they might consider that a problem uh but i also really know and understand and listen to my body so greg said i don't like waking up feeling nauseous i never wake up feeling nauseous Uh if i do i go oh i don't want to drink that much you know um i still acknowledge that it's probably not a good amount uh consistently but fuck it, man. The world's ending. I don't give a fuck. Everything <laughs> kills you, what the right. fuck? I, dude, life has been taken away from me, so yeah, I don't know what else. No. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I get people drinking and uh, marijuana becoming really popular now uh, during the pandemic. It, it'll be interesting to see just generally how people like are reincorporated back into society when this all ends. Like our, our yeah. social skills are shit and like people like out of proportion in terms of drinking and using substances and like not and being not used to, to social contact on like an investment route. I don't want to talk too deep into it, but it's going to be really interesting to see what industries die post recovery and what industries thrive. Right. Yeah. Like movie theaters, like, you know, the new Top Gun movie, which I have the biggest boner for has been postponed, understandably, mm-hmm. until you can get butts in seats. Right. Yeah. So I'm wondering what's going to fail, you know, what's going to fail and what's going to thrive. I think like a lot in, in L.A. specifically, a lot that has already failed and will probably continue to fail are not restaurants. I mean, there have been a lot of uh, uh, restaurants that have failed, but they're like weird mom and pop boutique shops that like sell things that, you know, were yeah. never deemed essential yeah, you can get it off of Etsy and shit like that. Yeah, so like it's it's like weird shit like that, like carpet stores maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really fun though to live in this period after the pandemic because I think it's gonna be like a crazy 1920s roaring thing. Like, I think the economy people are, uh, especially like wealthy people or middle middle and upper middle class people have been saving a lot of money and they haven't been able to use it. 
because you can't go anywhere, you can't spend on vacations, like you're stuck in your house. So they're either buying electronics and shit like that, but I think people are going to go absolutely fucking insane when Dude. these restrictions are lifted. I hope so, but I also yeah. think it's going to be such a slow rollout that like it's going to be so anticlimactic. Hmm. Like it's going to be this, you know, restaurants open a little bit and then some bars, the clubs open, but at minimal capacity, like it'll be this weird sort of like slow rollout that yeah. it'll, ha- it'll be like, oh, everything's back. And we didn't even realize. Yeah. Like, when oh, it yeah. Like, that's what happened Probably. with like the f- last flu, but it'll be, I still think it'll be really interesting because like the, the. We're going to experience something that probably no one has experienced since the flu pandemic, which is like all these restaurants are closing down, right? Previously, in a normal society, they had capacity, like people would go there. And so when people are back to normal, there's going to be like, what, like it's going to be impossible to get a seat at a restaurant because like the only ones that survived, like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot fewer that are left. They're going to be like, they're going to be like the the hot hot place to go so there's gonna be like this weird explosion of like new restaurants and just like crazy shit happening and it's gonna be an interesting time